Hello everyone, um, welcome to a brand new podcast, it's called the Rivals Podcast. Um, basically, I'm Nathan and this is Dan. I'm a Chelsea fan and he's a Spurs fan and what are we going to be doing Dan? Essentially, for about half an hour to 45 minutes, we're going to be rambling on about the world of Spurs, Chelsea, anything else that's going on in football and then just uh, just having a bit of an argument pretty much. Pretty much, yes, indeed. Um, bro kind of first topics that we we're going to talk about today um transfer transfer markets kind of what's got what's going on in the transfer market um obviously focusing a little bit more on Chelsea and Spurs but also <laughs> the rest of well yeah obviously yeah um I just just kind of a disclaimer as well guys um we don't claim to know everything about football. <laughs> these are these are these are opinions and opinions only. Um, and if you like our opinions, then please do follow us and you know listen to us. But if not, then obviously you don't have to listen to us. Um, so get it get it underway, Dan. What are we talking about? Let's let's start off with Chelsea because clearly they've been the much busier team in in January. Of uh, course, yeah. They've spent about two hundred million quid on about a million players. <laughs> I think it's a little bit more than that, isn't it? Oh, is it? it may be more than that. Has there been anyone out the door? I don't actually know. No, there isn't. There hasn't been anyone out the door. So this is this is something that that needs to happen, in my opinion. I mean this this whole rebuild had to, had to happen. Um, you know, we've we've been we've been struggling recently with kind of I'd, I'd say in the past couple of years, just from watching week in week out, there's there's been kind of a few players that you sit there and you get really annoyed with because they just kind of wander around the pitch and don't look like they're interested. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen that at all in any of the games that you've watched. I, don't I, I think I think that there's a lot of dead wood at Chelsea, and it's. They've, they've kind of had their period, their sort of golden period of winning the Champions League um, and sort of consistent top four finishes. And now it just seems that a lot of these players who were brought in to win the Champions League and yeah. to get top four finishes are sort of surplus to requirements. They don't really want to be there anymore, but they were given an insane wage to be there in the first place. Yeah. So they're not that fussed about but leaving. But that's, that's, as they say, you know... And this is, you know, a whole a whole lot of thing has been going on about the old regime, and that was the old regime of paying extraordinary amounts for for players that, for example, like Lukaku, um, maybe more established <laughs> players, yeah, that have that have that have proved themselves on the international stage or on the European stage, and we've brought them in for a ridiculous fee. But obviously, the new model is bringing in youngsters. And then we're going to try and kind of make ourselves a super team that way. Um, well, well, the average age of all of the Chelsea transfers that have come in in January is 20. Yeah. It's, it says a lot when Yao Felix is the oldest player that a club has signed. <laughs> yeah, and he's absolutely. 23. <laughs> I mean, I think that, that says a lot on what um, what we're trying to do as a club. The new, the new ownership is trying to do. Um, there's been a lot of kind of throwing around about financial fair play and any any word on that because before I have my say on that because I've got quite strong opinions on this. Um, what what I are think, you thinking? Uh, I, I think they're probably skirting close to the line. I wouldn't say they're necessarily <laughs> Man City, but 
but because financial fair play, you can't record losses of more than fifty-three million pounds for three years in a row. Right, okay. something like that. I mean, it might be fifty million. Uh huh. So, providing they're not making those losses, but they've spent nearly two hundred million quid mm. in January alone. Yeah. So they've got to somehow make now. Question because I'm not a hundred percent wired up on this, um, like the financial fair play side of it. When you say 50 mil losses, does that mean transfers or does that mean kind of as a whole as a whole club? So incomings from like ticket sales and yeah. shirt sales and stuff like let's that. Let's say okay. let's say you're I don't know, you have a a, a Rita Ora concert and that makes you the club two million quid. Oh, so is it is concerts as well? Everything. Okay. Everything that goes to the club. Okay. So the Tottenham having Guns N' Roses and Lady yeah. Gaga and I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. I I think that contributes to it as well. Okay, okay. So so obviously my 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 perspective on this is there's been a lot of rival fans quite bitter. I'm not obviously I not I'm not saying that you're bitter at all. Um but a lot of rival fans on Twitter being being very bitter about the fact that we're being able to sign so many people and saying where's financial fair play blah 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 UEFA at UEFA what are you doing what are you doing do you not think that these owners would have come in with their research done I don't understand do they not think that we'll have not only one person but a whole team a whole financial team giving them advice to say no you're not breaking the rules or yes you are breaking the rules oh there'll you know, be a million accounts exactly there, you know like... like Todd Bowley runs a really successful um baseball team he's not new to the world of sports you know it's like like Gary Neville what he's saying about about Chelsea you know that we're frying money left right and centre blah 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 and that there's no plan to it can you not see a pattern from from my from my perspective, obviously we're we're doing awful at the moment this year, and you know the players haven't gelled, and it's a bit of a a bit of a um, transition period. And we we us as Chelsea fans, we have to sit in, and we have to we have to endure this period. And to be honest with you, if mid table is the worst that we're the worst that we're getting, and all the fans are turning their backs on Graham Potter and saying out out out, how honestly, I words cannot fathom. Can you not just endure one bad season for us to get to the top again? I don't understand this this mentality of, and again, it it all comes back to the old regime mentality. Kind of spoiled fans sitting here going, "Get out, get out! We're not winning games at the moment. We're not we're not competing for trophies. The trophies will come. Just wait, just wait." Graham Potter has <laughs> Graham Potter has proved himself at Brighton, and Brighton are still Graham Potter's Brighton. Deserby himself has said, "Look, I've come in. I haven't changed everything that Graham Potter's done. We've still kept his philosophy. I've just added a couple of things, and we've just seen them beat Liverpool twice in the space of two weeks. So, you know, there you go. I think that's all think, that needs to be um, said. I remember a few years ago. I can't remember what season it was. It might have been sixteen, seventeen, mm. or it might have been earlier than that when Liverpool." came I think what did they come tenth or ninth in the league? There was there was no European football. Yeah. Um they I don't think they had anything that year. And I, I may be completely incorrect. But I think that might have been the year they signed Van Dyke. You might or be right. Might been, or it might have been the year they signed Salah. Shall um, I have a look quick? Um, yeah have a quick look because I think it might be the year the year that they didn't finish in the top four or even the, the top seven. Um they that was a the year they 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 basically started rebuilding, didn't they? 
Yeah, I that can't was a remember what rebuild. season it was. When did when did Klopp? How long's Klopp been there? Klopp's been there. I think it's six or seven years. Because okay, he so he seven... fifteen to sixteen. Was Liverpool that... finished eighth, and that was below West Ham, below Southampton. So that was um, the year, and we finished tenth. That was when we were having a really rough season as well. I think that was who was that under again? Under in tenth was that under? God, who was that under? How am I? How am I not getting this? Wasn't Di Matteo? Was it? Was that a bit far back? No, because we we won the Champions League years before fifteen sixteen, didn't we? Um, this is this is what I mean. How do I not know? Well, that... <laughs> We've had so many managers; it, it kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Well, that year that that Liverpool, the year after Liverpool finished in eighth, they signed Mane. I know that, and I think they signed Wijnaldum as well. Um, and they were the sort of two big staple signings yes. at the time. Yes. Um, and that and they transformed of, it, didn't they? Yeah, signing Mane. Yeah. That was when. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that might be when Daniel Sturridge was tearing it up for Liverpool before he went to Australia and killed and his career. What a player Daniel Sturridge could have been. I've watched some highlights recently on him. Oh, that goal, that just, goal he scored against Chelsea. Yeah, goodness me. <laughs> And I remember, finish. I remember the Chelsea fans at the time sitting there saying, "Oh my God, we've let another one go," because obviously De Bruyne and, and Salah, um, and what we thought Lukaku we let go, but obviously that that never come to a, a that come to a bit of a steamy pile of shit end, didn't it? So, um, <clears throat> ninety-seven and a half million pounds. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, potentially one of the worst Premier League signings of all time. No, it's not. Can you think of any Premier League signing that has failed worse <laughs> with that big sum of money than Lukaku? I don't know. I wouldn't even say Pogba to United because Pogba to United at the start wasn't that bad. Did he win trophies, Pogba? Did he win the Europa League with them when Mourinho won it? With I them? don't know, but he had good good spells, didn't he? He um, certainly did. I think that there was there was a uh, there was a lot of weight on his shoulders, Paul Pogba. Um and I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's not the same under under um Romelu Lukaku. You know, he come in and he was expected to score goals on goals. Um but the fact of the matter is he was a Premier League, you know, proven goal scorer. We thought he was gonna come in and he was gonna absolutely bang it. Um and then a few months after joining he come out and said how much he loves Inter and then the relationship with the fans completely died after that. So um, yeah, that interview, Sky Italia. That interview, that interview, indeed. Uh, I mean, I, I was quite shocked when that happened, but that 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 was kind of the state of the club at the at, at that time. Um, and I remember Thomas Tuchel coming out. Um, the whole story of Thomas Tuchel coming out and saying about was it Antonio Conte? He was saying that yeah, it was, that's, yeah. Your, that's your daddy. So weird, man. So weird. <laughs> It was definitely then, a very weird spell. Yeah, and he obviously didn't get on with Tuchel. I think that's 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 what happened. But he had his heart set on Inter, didn't he? As soon as he moved, and it, that's why I find it quite strange that he pushed for a move back to us, and then three months later, it's almost like he just wasted our money. But um, listen, that a, a lot's happened since then. Um, we've had a we've had an owner that's been kicked out of the country, and we've had another owner come in and spending absolutely fortunes in the in the January transfer window that has basically been a summer transfer window for us. 70 million pounds on a player that's played 20 matches in his career Mm. and scored 10 goals in that Mm. time. Potential. 
<laughs> Potential. I, you know, I watched them against Liverpool, and I, I was very sceptical about Mikhail Madrid. Um, and it's hard to we've we've been we've been lacking someone that runs at a player runs at players since you know Eden Hazard left. Um, we missed him. We've missed him dearly for a was, long, was long Sterling, time. Was Sterling not signed to do exactly that? Sterling time? was signed to do exactly that. But if you've watched Chelsea, all he does is run up to a player, cut back and then pass it back. Um, oh, I could go on. Christian Pulisic? Christian Pulisic. Yeah, yeah. Hudson-Odoi was going to be that player. Hudson-Odoi was going to be that player. So we all thought that these were our saviours, but hopefully, you know, 18th time's a charm. <laughs> We've got Mikalo Madrid to come in and... And do the business for us. Uh, I think that he starts against Fulham, um, but our team's starting to look a bit scary. No, would you, would you not agree? I wouldn't say scary. I would, I would use the word unpredictable. Oh man! I, I was looking at our potential, um, our potential starting lineup for next year, um, and uh, to me, it looks very exciting to be a Chelsea fan at this point in time. Don't get so bogged down with what's going on this season. Look to the future. You know, we've got, we've got Nkunku coming in. We've got Nkunku coming in. So we'll have a front three of potentially Nkunku up front with who, who, who will be playing on the wing? What, Jao Felix on the right and Mudrik on the left? Yeah, maybe. But is Nkunku really out and out, out and out centre forward? But he's got the players by the side of him that could kind of act as the, the, the Salamane kind of players. That's very know, true. Very That's fast. Very, true. very fast, good with their feet and can get in behind. Felix, we know, is a good finisher, but was a bit starved of um, starved of any service in Atletico Madrid. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think that Felix's move to Atletico was a bit of a mistake for him personally in the first place? I don't know. Um... It was a lot of money. It was, what was it, 120 million? It something like that. Huge. I, I was very, I was really surprised when I saw the transfer, um, how much the transfer was. It was like, I, I was shocked that it was that much money. Um, but then again, like I say, we've just signed Mikalo Madrid for 70 million. So, having, having been quite an avid player of football manager, um, I don't think the transfer surprised me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know how good he could become, and football manager is, as, although it is a game, it is often quite accurate. And mm-hmm. um, but I just, I just, I was, I was, I was skeptical. I was skeptical at the time. And how much do you think that we'll have to pay for him come um, come the summer? I think it depends on how well he does. Let's let's say he comes into the squad. He plays regular football for us, so kind of starting all the games that he can, and you know he's maybe averaging a goal every every other to one one to three games. So let's say two to three games, goal to every two to three games. What what are we saying? I think Atletico will probably want to recoup half their value, so I wouldn't be surprised with a figure in the region of sixty million, maybe fifty, rising to sixty with bonuses and add-ons. You and think stuff. just that? I think because it's Chelsea and. I don't know if this is just a theory, but I I honestly believe that prices are hiked up a little bit for Chelsea at the moment because because of what we're doing. They know, um, they know that yeah, they know that the owners were are, are okay to splash the cash. Um, I don't know, but but uh, just to, just a to touch as well on our other signings, um, Badia Shield 
Have you watched him? Looks like an absolute unit. Looks like a player. Looks like there's a player in there, for sure. Um, But then we said that with Wesley Fafana. Well, he's just been injured, hasn't he? And I just... I think all of these signings are huge risks. They've not signed... They've signed one player... Mm who's kind of proven, which is Jao Felix. Everybody yeah. else is essentially unproven in top international, you know, top football. I, I'm surprised they didn't sign, you know, a, a stalwart of like the, the Premier League, someone, a really consistent Premier League player who has proven Do you know who would be good to go in for? And I know that we would never, ever get either of them, but... Um... Maybe a Laporte or a or a Diaz, someone that doesn't play for the city regularly. Um, you know, Diaz has found himself sitting on the bench recently, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's playing. I mean, Nathan Ake has been playing a yeah, lot playing, at the moment. Maybe go in and just test the waters with someone like we need someone that can command the back, especially once Thiago Silva's gone. We're we're, we're really really missing a leader. Um, Do you know who I think would be an excellent signing for Chelsea, and he's one of Graham Potter's favourites. Who? Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk, yeah, he'd be a good player for Chelsea. He'd be a great player. He's a ma- he's a massive man mountain of a man. He's a great leader, and he he's. Do you think he's as close to John Terry in the Premier League right now? Well, I don't. I, I, I not, can't... Maybe not. Maybe not ability wise. <laughs> I, of... I can't compare anyone to JT. He was in terms of personality player. and leadership and willing to. The, the thing about John Terry is that he loved the club so much. Um, and you can't replace that. You know, you cannot replace passion for a club because he was willing to do absolutely anything for Chelsea. And he knew what it was. He knew what it meant to put on that shirt and come and play for us every single game. Um, and this is a problem. I think this is a problem in this day and age is that we've we've got in all these players that are they've got their big checks. And it's a... It's an accusation, yes, but from what I see on the football pitch in the past kind of couple of months, a lot of them cannot be bothered. Um, A lot of them cannot be bothered. And, you know, I think we forget before the World Cup, I'm not sure if you watched any Chelsea games before the World Cup, but there was a couple of games where Ziyech come on. Um, Did nothing. (laughs) Not only did nothing, not only did nothing, but he just looked like he couldn't be bothered. And that, for me, is unacceptable. You cannot play for Chelsea. You can't play for any Premier League club, for that matter, and look like you cannot be bothered, in my opinion. You know, you have to be up for it every single game. You have to know what it is to wear the shirt. And unfortunately, we've got lots of players that that um, that I that I don't feel as if know what it means to wear the wear the Chelsea shirt. You know. Should we, uh, should we rattle through a couple more of the Chelsea signings? Yes. Noni Maduke? Let, let's, let's rate them, shall we? Because obviously we could be here all day talking about the, the Chelsea signings. Let's rate them out of 10. Your your opinion out of 10, my opinion out of 10. Obviously, I, I haven't seen a lot of them play because um, different leagues. And again, another, another um, disclaimer is that we are not going to claim to be professionals about different leagues like a lot of people you know sit here and say that we know that a player is absolutely class when they play for a play for a team in a different league and we've never watched them live so um, i must admit i don't i watch i watch a bit of spanish football yep same i watch some german football and some Um, german what else i don't really watch syria um don't really watch syria 
maybe occasionally if I've got a bet on, I'll watch Serie A, but that, that's probably about it. But don't bet. Um, so, Noni Madueke, what are you thinking? Out of I, think he's their, I think he's their best signing. Yeah? Yeah, best signing. Not just because he's an ex-Spurs player. <laughs> Is he? But, yeah, I, I could have sworn he came for our academy. I'm I'm almost 99% certain he came for our academy. Noni Madueke. Acad- I know he's a London boy. He's definitely from I know London. He's a London boy. And I, I could swear he was in our academy. But um, yeah, I think he's their best signing in terms of value, anyway. Um, Jao Felix is a much. He more was. He was. So he went was to he? PSV under seventeens, um, in twenty eighteen. Tottenham youth, and then he played for PSV under seventeen. So he must have been sixteen or so when he went to wow. when he went to PSV. So he's been there a while. Um. I can't say that I've ever seen him play, but obviously it sounds like he's exciting. I've watched, this is the typical, typical um, scout report. I've watched some YouTube videos on him and he looks exciting. <laughs> he looks like he's snapped up soon. As <laughs> <No. unless you're... laughs> he looks good on his left and he looks good on his right. And he looks like he can take on a player as well, but we'll have to see obviously how he fares in the Premier League. I, I give him a nine, I give him a nine out of 10 in terms of value. In terms of value, yes, he, he wasn't too much. How much was he? 30 million? Yeah, I think it's about 30 million, yeah. rising to 35 with add ons and, and bonuses and whatnot. Okay. I mean, again, hard to rate because I've never really seen him play live in the Premier League, but as an ex, as an ex, um, ex Spurs youth player, went to PSV and he's proved himself in, in, in the Eredivisie, I'd probably have to say for the price, a good seven to eight out of 10, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see, won't we? Um, Mayo Gusto. Now, I've heard a lot about Mayo Gusto. What's your thoughts? I've not really heard anything about him. I, again, I don't like like the little caveat earlier. We don't. I mean, I don't really watch much French league. I don't. I don't watch much French, but I've heard. I've heard good things. I've heard very good things. I think thirty million is a lot of money. Yeah, but if he pays off, would you agree that that is? I mean, I I know this is a fact. That is our main problem this year is right back because of Reece James injuries and we've had to kind of shift either Shalaba or Aspilicueta Shalaba who's definitely not a right back and you can see that when he plays there um, especially when Graham Potter likes his right backs to kind of bomb up the pitch he's not naturally gifted going forward Shalaba um, not a bad well, defender um, and Aspilicueta is obviously how old is he now 30 yeah he's getting on 32, a bit. 33 great servant for the club club legend but his legs are gone so um i think that that's but the problem is with this with this signing which got me a little bit confused is that he won't play no, no that he's gone back to leon we need him now i uh, uh, a no? bit of a bold prediction in three years time he won't be playing for chelsea well yeah i, I because mean reese james will will sort his injury problems out he will be <clears> playing regularly and re, unfortunately malo gusto stop no, it's probably not going to be as good as Reese James. No, I don't. I don't think that anyone. I think you can bring anyone in, any right back in world football. In, for my opinion, from what I've seen of Reese James, they don't kick him out when he's in his prime. He's absolutely mustard. Um, but maybe you know you can move James into a, a centre back in the in a back three, and then play Gusto as a wing back. There might be a a bit of a space in there for him, but we'll we'll see with time. Um, I'm going five out of ten because he's just so um. Un- unproven and a sort of unknown entity 
Well, the the French think he's a very, very good player, and he's one for the future for even the French national team. So okay. I think on that on that um, basis, I'd probably give him maybe a six out of ten. Um, again, it's a tough one because he's unproven and haven't heard too much of him, but he's rated out out in France. So um, moving on to Andre Santos. No idea. Absolutely no idea. idea. He has just played two, (laughs) I think it was under 21 Brazil games, and he got man of the match, I think, in one, did he? But he scored in both. He scored in both. Yep, he scored in both. And apparently he was the best player on the park for one of the games. So I've got high hopes for this lad. Um, Again, something that the Brazilians rate him highly, and they think that he's going to be in the Brazil squad in a few years. So we keep our fingers crossed. I do not know... To be honest with you, twelve million for Chelsea. It's not much compared to a non-risk, isn't it? Yeah, and you, <laughs> and you, when you're paying eleven million for a for a player on loan for six months, as opposed to a Brazilian, um, a Brazilian on a permanent, I'd probably say that's a very, very good deal. Um, Even if he does nothing, they sell him to exactly a Atletico Madrid or a, you know but, someone like yeah, that. Exactly, and and even if it's a lesser team, I think that you're going to get your your investment back on that. You agree? Yeah. You even will. if he makes a handful of appearances for a Chelsea, they see his quality. Bam! You know, They'll get ten million quid. For ten million him. quid's quite easy. So um, I think that that's a non-risk. So I'm going to say eight out of ten on that one. And I think that it's yeah. I think yeah. it's a relative non-risk as well. He's 18 years old. He's got a lot of football ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes is a couple of injuries in the midfield for Chelsea, and he's playing. So exactly. I mean, we've we've already got we we're we're already pretty um from what I've seen, kind of in the past two min- two months, we're we're struggling midfield at the moment. Um, I won't. I will. I will name names. Actually, Jorginho's been an absolute donkey. I think he he thinks he's still playing in the bloody Serie A for God's sake. From he's what I've getting seen, on a bit though. He gets the ball and he thinks that he's got five minutes on the ball. It's unbelievable. You know, you're playing in the Premier League, the most high intensity league in the world, and he he's doing kind of cross turns, trying to beat two men when. You you've not got long. You have to shift it on quickly in the Premier League. Unfortunately, that's the way the way it is. I do think that we could. What's it? His his contract's up at the end of the year, isn't he? He won't be renewed. Um, he definitely won't be renewed. But would you cash in? Would you try and cash in now? Mm. I think that you can maybe get fifteen mil for for a Jorginho now. Are you? A, yeah, an ex just... team of the year. Yeah. I think in, I think in Italy he's still effective because he he fits that style of play, but for, for not not for us in the Premier League anymore. He, did, he wasn't he wasn't the FIFA Team of the Year, wasn't he? About three or four years ago, it was last was it year, U- wasn't it? Was it the UEFA one? I thought he was in Team of the Year last year. Oh, fair enough. Well, with Donnarumma yeah. because they won they won the Euros. Oh, that's very true. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I think fifteen million. <coughs> I think it's quite a lot when a lot of teams might look and go, oh, just give it a few months and we can have him on free. Yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, he's not going to be renewed. So I think that's that's one that uh, I think he's already been told that his fate is already decided. I think Potter's already said that he's not in his future plan. So, um, and this is the problem for me, um, is that we've got so many people that are, that apparently have been told that they're not in Graham Potter's future plans and they're playing. You know, Ziyech, we're trying to get rid of him. We tried to get rid of him in the summer and he's been playing regularly for us. I can't, I do not understand. And it all comes back to, you know, wanting to don the shirt. Imagine your motivation if you're thinking, sitting there thinking, oh, I'm not going to be playing for these in a couple of months. But 
What's if the incentive? If he puts on a good performance, instead of being shipped off to, I don't know, Nottingham Forest or... <coughs> well, Newcastle Wolves. are after him, aren't they? Well, if he puts in a good performance, you've got the likes of Wolves after him. You've got the... Uh, not Wolves, sorry, Newcastle. And then you've got the likes of maybe top Spanish teams. What's funny so, is, who would have thought I'd be saying this a few years ago? If he leaves for Newcastle, he'll be higher than us in the table. <laughs> but if he left, he le- if he left for Spurs, he'd be higher in the table. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, tough year, but it, it will get better. Um, David Datro Fafana, what are you thinking about him? I wasn't. He played against Man City, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. I wasn't impressed. Yes, he did. No, he played for, I mean, hardly any service again. I think we only no. had about two shots all game. Um, no, I wasn't impressed against Man City. His movement he looks, on the He looks he wasn't... fast. He looks strong. Um, and again, I think it's one of those that's a bit of a non-risker. He was, what, 11 mil to sign? So yeah, yeah. I think that if you if you sell him in a couple of years, you're going to get your investment back anyway. So it's I think hard. A non-risk, but I wasn't impressed when he played against him. Yeah. His movement off the ball, he wasn't he wasn't looking for the chances. He kind of mm. just kept running into space, but was offside, and just he just wasn't the balls that he wanted to him weren't feasible for the the quality of player that Chelsea have. So I wasn't impressed. But as you say, ten million quid in two years' time, if he gets a couple of yeah. Champions League, Europa League, whatever comes off the bench, maybe yeah. scores a goal or two. You've got a mid-table Premier League team or Bundesliga or what, yeah. 15 million done. You've made a couple of mil back. Yeah, it's a non-risk. Non-risker. Yeah. Um, Joe Felix. This one is excited me the most. Well, if he plays every game, he might be. Uh, he might. <laughs> if he doesn't he might... get a red card, that's for sure. He might. He might. If he can get a consistent spell without red cards. Well, what I will say is the time that he was on against Fulham, he was very good. Got me very, very excited. He was very good. Very excited. He was a proper. He looked like a, something that we've been missing. Get on the ball, beat a player, get a good ball into the box um, for Havertz to miss it. Um, it was, it was good. It was good. A very, very good performance, and it got us excited a little bit. So excited to what he could to see what he can do in the future. I think eleven mil for a half a year loan is very. Very, very steep. I mean, you can you can buy someone permanently for eleven mil. Um, obviously, not for the quality of Jao Felix, but I'm thinking that there must be some sort of clause that we get first dibs on him if if he's to I be sold. Guess so yeah, I would. I'd be surprised yeah. if there's not something there. Yeah, and also obviously you've got that got that um got that thing of if he if he comes in and he falls in love with the club and he and he loves the supporters then he's going to want to come to us as well isn't he so um it's amazing to me that we've got so much pull as a team that quite obviously won't be in the champions league next year yeah but that pull can be quite sweetened if uh if you're paying crazy wages and giving people nine-year contracts. But I don't think that we are. Like, Mikhailo Mudrik, it was reported that he was, well, all the Arsenal salty fans were like, oh, we can't compete. But he's only on, I think he's only, I say only, for a football player, he's only on about 90 grand a week, isn't he? I know it's like a seven-year contract. But... He's got a contract to 2031. I mean, it's guaranteed money, isn't it? Yeah. That's, I mean, 2031, if you work out, if you were to work out how much it is, Per week, uh, sorry, per year, you're talking tens of millions. I know it takes him to until he's 29. So, 
29 um, and all of that. I, I just think... In my opinion, if he really, really turns it on, then we've got his prime years and he's tied into a contract in his prime oh, years. Oh, 100%. So, um, is, uh, I would say it's high risk, but then, you know, if someone else wants to come in, then the price... It's high is, reward, though. Yeah, exactly. If someone else wants to come in in two years and say, oh, we want him... He hasn't got three years left on his deal. He's got five years left on his deal. So you're going to have to cough up a fair bit of money to go and get him. It's Daniel Levy style, that is. It's Daniel Levy style. Um, so I think that's probably enough about Chelsea. Uh, we could probably waffle on all day about Chelsea if we wanted to. Well, Spurs um, would be quite quick. Spurs would be quite quick. I did want to touch on another topic with Spurs as well. So we'll go on to that as well. So Tottenham up Spurs. Um, <laughs> no departures, of course. Um, you've brought in Dan Juma and Alfie Whiteman. Yeah, Alfie Whiteman um, was out on loan. He's a young goalkeeper. Okay, never um, heard of him. Okay, not gonna. He's not gonna. He'll be playing for a League One or League Two club next year. Yep, and Dan um, Juma. This is, gonna be, this is going to be a hard one for Everton fans to listen to. Apparently, the press, the press stuff was all done. And the media, like I say, the media stuff was all done and um, it was all ready to go and it was all ready to be announced on the Everton side. He had an Everton track. He had an Everton track. So it's basically what William done to Tottenham. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what, what do you think about him, though? Well... I mean, as as we're recording this, the the 29th of January, um, he did score on his debut against Preston last night. Um, I know it was only a tap-in, but the hold-up play beforehand, positionally, he looked good. He looked very, very fast. He looked... I I won't lie to you, when he was playing for Bournemouth um, a few years ago, I sat there and I was like, what is this geezer doing playing for Bournemouth? A relegation fighting side. I remember watching him and he was... A diamond in the right. He was a mustard, a proper, proper mustard player. So I think that he will be a player. Um, but do you think that he starts for Spurs? No. Kulisevsky on one side, Son on the other. Whereas you but... could have gone to Everton, you could have been part of a, a team that maybe stays stays up. Um, I don't think he starts for Spurs, no. I don't think he does. But then he comes off the bench at the San Siro in two weeks' time. As a substitute, true, isn't it? As opposed to playing against, as playing opposed for, to playing for Everton, yeah. playing for Everton, struggling in front fighting of fans, for, fighting for your life. That want fans, the, the owners the out. Board. Yeah, the owner that doesn't. I've watched a couple of interviews, and he doesn't really seem so to I've, know what he's talking about. I've heard that they in the summer window, they said to Frank Lampard that you've got like three million or something like that to go and revamp the squad. Is that true? Obviously, I, I loan deals as well. I mean, what what are they playing at? But um, I, I but, think. But they're that, about to get forty five million for Gordon. So that's true. That is true. Um, I would probably say if they do not reinvest that, then there's a real problem there. There's a real, real problem, and the Everton fans have absolutely have a right to be to be annoyed at the. Oh yeah, because, they totally do. Because it. I heard this somewhere else as well, you know, and, and it is quite obvious. It's, it's like what's going on at Man, what was going on at Man United, you know. They've had world-class managers in. So Carlo Ancelotti, Rafa Benitez, couldn't do anything. Was in the same position as kind of pretty much the same position of what Frank Lampard's in, you know. 
uh, there's, there has to come a point where you have to stop blaming the, the managers for these things, you know? Carlo Ancelotti at Everton, what a mad... That was crazy, I know. I know. I know. I mean, he's he's elite level manager and he was at Everton. How strange. And now he's, now he's leading Real Madrid into the Club World Cup in... Yeah. Won the Champions League a few years. Like, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean... And that was so so strange to see him in an Everton kit, Everton kit in an Everton tracksuit. Um, so Dan Juma doesn't start. That I think that's probably a that's probably a nailed on for me. I unless unless very, there's injuries, he's a very very a, good impact sub. Um, but if Kulusevski gets injured, I've got per, the option. I personally really really rate Kulusevski as much oh, as I it think pains me. I, I think, think he's so like, good. Such the amount player. the amount that we paid for him and the fact yeah. that we got him on loan for two years mm-hmm. and they don't I think it's a twenty five million or thirty five million pound optional fee in two years time absolutely unbelievable that and is that Daniel and, that and Rodrigo Bentenker are fantastic signings and really really good bits of business um, that's the way you should really go about it to be honest with you um, I've got a feeling though that if 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 we do get the Pedro Porro deal over the line, which the it more looks I'm... like it, it it's going to be over the line. And yeah. for me, he's a starter. For you, oh, he has, is, to, yeah. has to start. Yeah. Oh yeah, agreed. It's on our that. most it's our most problem position because you've got Matt Doherty, who is incredibly inconsistent. Sometimes he is prime Cafu, and like sometimes is... he's uh, Emerson, <laughs> and sometimes he's Emerson Royale, and then Emerson Royale <laughs> is just Emerson Royale. <laughs> I can't he's... believe he's playing for Spurs, honestly. Oh. The more I watch him, the more it's just absolutely comical. Absolutely comical. I remember us signing him for £25 million and thinking, oh, do you know what? We've got a great deal here. You know, he was at Real Betis on loan. He did all right there. And then I wonder why the Barca fans were laughing at us. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking oh, surely he's 22 years old or 23. He's Brazilian. <laughs> 25 million quid. If he hits it off, we're selling for 50 million to Man City like we did with Carl Walker yeah. in three or four years' time. And then he started playing. Unbelievable. And, and Conte gets on picking him. And you got in Jed Spence as well. What was he for? I don't know. What was he for? Is, that is so disappointing. He was mustered before. He was mustered before. He looks before. good. Yeah. He looks really good. He's he's very athletic. Defensively, not the strongest. I think he's much better going forward. <laughs> but then but... he was brought in as a wing back, wasn't he? You play wing back. Yeah. You know, you play wing back football, and Conte always play wing back football. Twenty years old, he's definitely got the England tax on him. Yeah. Um, but you play him, and he hits it off, and he's going to be he's going to be the next big thing. And but apparently, it wasn't a Conte signing. It was a it was a club signing. So Conte wasn't quite sure about him. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, then they're rejecting loan offers for him. Um, I read that Bournemouth were in for him on loan and five other unnamed Premier League clubs wanted him on loan. Mm. Leon, I think, wanted him on loan as well. Um, and, and what would they go? Or? Uh, so apparently saying no. So I don't. Unbelievable. But that would mean we have four right wing backs. So unless one. You've got to get rid of him and he's got to develop. You know, you have to try and let him develop. Um, but Pedro Porro, I think. But he's before... a very, very good signing. I think that that will be one of the best signings of the season, in my opinion. Um, but I, I have to say, and 
it's controversial. I am very, very excited to see what Mikhailo Madrid can do for the rest of the season. After watching him against Liverpool, I'll twinkle toes. I'm very, very excited to see what he can do for the rest of the season. Um, I kind of want him to live up to the £70 million price tag because I kind of, it'd be an interesting player to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, I want him to crash and burn because he's a Chelsea player. <laughs> and I really, I really want him to absolutely fail. And I want to laugh at you in six months' time and say, oh, look, it's another Romelu Lukaku and you've just wasted £70 Well, million Spurs are in for Lukaku. So, have a bit oh, of that, Dan. How about that? Please, oh, no. take him off our hands. You can have him for 30 mil. Oh, God. In fact, we should be paying you to take him off of our hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So... um. Just a just a quick just a quick one. Um, Harry Kane, stay or go? Uh, go, but only to a European team. You don't think that he'll be let go to an English team? I think if Bayern Munich came in with seventy million quid in July, we let him go. He's, I think Man United would have to come he in with one hundred twenty million. He is too good not to have trophies. Harry Kane is too. He's world class. Harry Kane is world class. How do you know we're not going to win a trophy this year? He needs to. He needs the trophy pad. He just does. He needs it for his career. I know that strikers are all about goals, but it will hurt him in the future when he looks back and he he sees nothing in the trophy cabinet. You know, um, he he's possibly the best striker in um, in the Premier League's. Ten- what what are you thinking? Do you think I, he's? I think it, what what he. Whether he stays or goes is very much dependent on what he wants to do. If he wants to be the Premier League's top goal scorer, I think he stays. He has scored that many goals in a Spurs side that have looked av- very, very average at times. Very, very average. I know, I know, but <laughs> and and also he's had he's had season after season of no, not very, very little service. Can we say? You know, I think if you put him in that City side. He scores, you know, God knows how many goals a season in the Premier League because he fits in as well. Um, I think as a passer as well, goodness me, his passing range is ridiculous for a striker. He's got very good passing range, uh, hasn't he? Um, so in my opinion, he has to go for himself. Uh, I think that, it, yeah, he has to go. He has to go. Um, he needs some trophies in the bank for my, for me. Um, and then we can kind of talk about his status as one of the best strikers. I think it very much depends on who we replace Conte with, because I think even if we win the FA Cup mm. and maybe get to a semi-final of the Champions League, I still think Conte leaves. He's he's spoken about his personal reasons and friends passing away and family also, in Italy. Also, you know, he's not except he's top four for Spurs this season. Is very good. I think you'll probably agree with me. It will be, be very it will be seen as a success. Antonio Conte is not wired that way. No, he wants to win. If he's not winning, then he's losing. Simple as that. You know, if he's not winning, then he's losing. So I, I think Conte goes. I think Poch comes in. And I'll be I think, so happy. I think I'll that you'll. So I think that we'll start to see that more attractive side of Spurs because at the moment, watching Spurs is a dross. God, we're so boring. It's a dross, mate. It is a dross. So, hopefully, he comes in and he, well, not hopefully for, for, for um, for me, but hopefully for Spurs fans, he comes in and he spruces the play up a little bit. Um, I don't think we do very well under Pochettino. I don't think we 
continuously get top four and I don't think we win any trophies. But my God, it'd be so much better to watch us play. Don't? I won't. I won't be bored. Did he? Does it? If he comes in now, does he have a better squad than he did before? What do you think? Ooh. Um, does he have a better squad than he did before? Who did you have before? You know. Attacking defense definitely looks a bit bit better, no? Uh, yeah, I think Romero being there, but then when he came in, we had Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld. Well, yeah, they do turn out were... to be donkeys, didn't they? In the end of their careers, well, the, yeah, the moment they are, but <laughs> in their in their prime, they were brilliant. Yeah, um, that year where Leicester won the league, and we had them two at the back. We were we were really really good. That was the that was such an opportunity missed to not win the league that year. That year. Eden Hazard, <sighs> oh, fantastic goal! But are you are you mate. are you glad that Leicester won it in a way? In, in a way, yeah, because I think that we have every single year we have a chance to win. There the is some, yeah, there is some sort of chance that Spurs could go and win the league. It's a, if you look at the betting, it's slim. Well, what are we, 33 to 1, 25 to 1 to win yeah, the league? Yeah. Whereas Leicester are regularly in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah. So, well, they're. They, is it this year that they've been fighting for survival? Well, yeah, they had that weird patch, didn't mm. they, where they were right down the bottom of the league and mm. then everyone was going, well, that's Rogers out of a job, he's off. And then they won like three on the bounce. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what go, what's going on with Leicester. But. They're they're involved with some very very interesting transfer news in the past two days. Have you heard of it? Leicester. Yep. Uh, I've heard James Madison leaving, but to who Newcastle. At? Yeah, James Madison to Newcastle. Yeah. I think that that might be one of the signings of January, in my opinion. What do you think? Do you think that solidifies Newcastle in the top four? Oh, oh that's a tough question. I can't see them sustaining what they're doing. For for the rest of the season, it's the same. It's the same with Arsenal, and we'll talk about this on another podcast. Oh, I so hope Arsenal don't win the league. I so hope I, I can't. Don't win the I I just think the Man City are too strong when they get in there. When they get in their stride and they start to win win games back back to back, like we've seen them do in the past four years. Um, when the when when crunch time comes, I think that City will be more composed, and I think that that will be why they win the league. But also, we'll talk about that on a completely different uh podcast as well um but i yeah i i don't know i don't know if if newcastle will get top four i I think that it will be a massive achievement for them to get top four um who is who is currently below them us i think or or we're we're in fifth i know that i think man united might be fourth and brighton the sniffing about aren't they um Oh, you see, I I see Arsenal, City, and United being quite nailed in with the with the form that United are in. Obviously, City aren't going to pass up on top four, and Arsenal are pretty much guaranteed top four as well. Um, I can see Tottenham getting in there and Newcastle dropping down to fifth. You maybe think we're going to get top maybe four. Sixth. Yeah. Ooh, controversial. It's funny because you think that we're going to get top four, but I don't think we are. But it's Conte, isn't it? I think he grinds it out and I think he gets the results that he needs um, to get top four. And if that happens, then maybe he stays because he's got Champions League next year, but we'll see. If I was to predict, 
I reckon we do when Spur, we always do the Spursy thing end of March, start of April, where we go and lose five games on the bounce against teams that we shouldn't be losing to. And I see us repeating form. Conte implodes, comes out, blames everybody, blames the Premier League, blames FIFA, UEFA, whoever he wants to blame. Conte, yeah, yeah. He'll blame everybody else, and then he'll go. Do you know what? I don't need the extra million quid for seeing out the last two months of my contract. I'll bugger off back to Italy now and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've seen it with Mourinho. Well, I mean, Italy football's in a state at the moment, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, that's another that's another one. That's another <laughs> podcast topic to go on about, yeah, that's for sure. The the corruption in Italy. Um, yeah, what is I, watched going a, on? I watched a video from um, here in the city, Sevens, on Juventus today. Mm. And um, that that was a um, that was interesting. It, it's interesting to see how badly the Serie A kind of shot themselves in the foot with their broadcasting deal mm. in only allowing very short terms on their broadcasting deal. But um, that that was a that was a stark one, which I think is why Leeds are signing Western McKenney. Yes, yeah. How about that for a signing? I thought he was coming to us, to be honest. I think that's a good, that's a good sign. And again, he was good at the World Cup. Good at the World Very Cup. Very good at the World Cup. Yeah, he's good yeah. against us. That's for sure. Yeah, I think. But but kind of coming, uh, uh, you've just got me on USA. Then I think coming back to Chelsea, I think we need to get rid of a couple of players. And I think there's a couple of couple of players or a few he's players say, actually that need to. Say, he's going to say he thinks Christian Pulisic should go. Pulisic should go. Yeah. Oh, controversial. No, Pulisic should go. From what we've signed this 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 uh January transfer window, I I don't see a starting place for him and he wants starting place. He wants starting football, doesn't he? He wants to start every week and from what I've seen in in recent form, he's not good enough to start for us every week, so um we'll see how it goes, of course, but I I can't see him I can't see him staying with us. Um Do you reckon he'll go in the summer? Yeah, I mean there was there was um there was rumours of him going January, wasn't there? I can't remember where. There was a couple of player teams interested, but um, yeah, Pulisic needs to go. I think Ziyech needs to go now as well. I think his time has run with us. We we need to stop playing. Graham Potter needs to stop picking him because he's doing my bloody head in. Um, <laughs> He just he can't. There's not a lot that he can do. He hasn't got pace. He can't beat a man. He's got a brilliant delivery, but that is about it, you know. But if you can't beat your man to get the ball in, then what's the bloody point? Well, like I said to you the other day, it depends what colour shirt he's wearing because he was class for Morocco. Well, that's, a, that's the same bloody story for all of our players at the moment. Kai Havertz, don't get me started on Kai Havertz. Turns into prime bloody Pele when he turns puts a puts a fucking Germany kit on and then when he comes to he us does. he can't finish anything and he looks like he's completely out of the game so strange so so strange but Kai I've got him up on my wall he's, he's winning goal um, so I think that's repaid what we've what we've paid for him that moment and if we can shift it apparently Munich are in for him this this transfer window aren't they I, I have I have read that yes and how much is the um, fee I read sixty-five million pounds. Would you take? I think you got to bite your bite their arm off for that. Surely, 
but then who do we start? You know, we're in a real, real tough kind of place right now with, especially with Havertz is that you can cash in on him now and you give him, you can get back almost what you've put into him. Um, and he's given us quite a, a few good moments. Um, or you can keep him for another six months and he can do absolutely shit for another six months. And then it was, his stock will go down a little bit more. Or it could obviously go the other way, but we'll see. Um, I think that leads us quite nicely on to what we'll talk about in our next podcast, which is the Champions League. Champions League, yes. Um, as that will be returning in two weeks' time. Yep, Dortmund, so good. Dortmund away first. I couldn't get tickets to that. Um because they're about fifteen pounds, would you believe? Yes, yes. Fifteen yes, pounds. I remember the old. I remember reading something a few years ago that was it was cheaper to go and watch a Dortmund game, into including flights, yeah. hotel, a pint of beer, <laughs> and the match ticket than it was to go and watch an Arsenal game. Yep. Not including travel. Crazy. Absolutely mental. Yeah, I, t- I tried to get tickets. Went on the portal and they were sold out within about fifteen minutes. So um, that that was a no go. So we move. I'll try. I'll try and get tickets for the home one, but that th- they they charge um 120 pounds for the Westview tickets, Chelsea, and I'm not paying 120 pounds. And they're money. they're usually the last tickets left and the only tickets left. So hmm. um, we'll see what happens in the Champions League. We'll talk about that next time. Um, but yeah, I think that probably concludes it, doesn't it? Yeah, that that certainly does. Well, if you, if you did like it at all, um, then please do follow us and we'll be back hopefully fingers crossed we can upload every once a week if not two times a week if we ramble on that much but um we'll see see how we get on and um follow us if you enjoyed it and we'll we'll see you all soon thank you bye-bye